Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here, your host. And today I am pleased to introduce you to Yvonne E.L. Silver. Yvonne is a confident catalyst and CEO of Women and Wisdom Media for women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish. She's a sought after speaker, best selling author, and coach. Her area of expertise is in confident conversations, which is the topic of her best selling book, Words, Wisdom, Pardon me, words, women, and wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations. Yvonne draws on 30 years of business success. She is a certified executive coach and was recognized with a Women of Inspiration Award. Today, with this expert in confident conversations, we are going to talk to Yvonne about the power of your words. Welcome, Yvonne. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Well, Anita, it's lovely to have the invitation. I appreciate what you're up to in the world and your work, and it's uh, great to meet your your audience. Yeah, awesome. We there's synergy with the work that we're we're doing, and I I love connecting with like-minded souls who are powerfully going out in the world, doing really great things to help others, to empower others, to shine their light. So I'm so delighted that you and I met, and that I can have your beautiful presence here on the joyful journey. So thank you again. Yeah, win win. Win-win all around. So tell me, let's start. Why are you so passionate about words? Mm. Well, you can tell from my accent that uh, I wasn't born in Canada, where I live now in Calgary, Alberta, at the base of the Rocky Mountains. I was born in London, England. I grew up there. And my childhood experience led to writing this book. I dedicated it to my mom, my first unmentor, I call her. Um, what happened, she was a professional woman. She met my dad just after World War II, and he had come back from Dunkirk with a bullet in, um, uh, took a bullet in Dunkirk. And he had PTSD, and he was one of the thousands of men that never got treated. So it showed up as him being a very angry, mean person. And he literally drained the dignity right out of my mom because he was constantly criticizing her. And she ended up losing her voice, as did I when I was 11, when he yelled at me as well. Um, but I watched her literally have the dignity drained right out of her. So when I thought about expanding my coaching work, the women that I had met, um, they all pretty much wanted the same thing. How can I be more confident? How can I have more confidence? So I use that as the catalyst to write the 40 words and word concepts to help women ask for what they want and get it. That's uh, in my book. Wow. That's a powerful story. And to, to live through that, to see it firsthand, to experience it firsthand, and then to come out on the other end. Um, wow. You know, and I, and I, I can see how, you can have such a, an incredible impact in the lives of others by teaching them how to 
step into sharing their voice again and finding finding their voice or speaking out so thank you again for for doing this this work and i really i get how you know the words that we tell ourselves as well like we're hearing it from somebody else saying that you're you're stupid you did this wrong whatever like that constant criticism then we start taking on and owning those words ourselves and saying them to to ourselves how do we break out of that cycle how do we stop saying those things to ourselves so that we can step into an empowered life and, and, and share our voice. Mm. Well, it took me a long time. (laughs) I'm just saying, and it wasn't an overnight journey. Um, I realized when I was actually 45 that that emotional trauma as a child with my dad, you know, not being a positive encourager, literally I put an emotional shield up. And I realized that not only was I keeping out comments like that, but I was actually hiding behind the shield and keeping myself small. So it was time to step up. So I did put some words in the book. Um, There's a chapter three, uh, elevating positive self-talk and confidence. So for example, in there, some of the practices I know that you're familiar with too, is centering on gratitude. do that at the start of every day. You know, what am I grateful for? There's always something. I was talking to a colleague of mine, a friend of mine just recently, and one of her relatives had been involved in a car crash recently and literally broken every bone in her body going through the windshield. Wow. That makes you feel grateful. (laughs) You know, just to be able to run and skip and jump and, you know, pick up a cup of coffee, hug your loved ones. You know, we take these things for granted. Um, There's also several other words in that chapter. One is appreciate. And I talk about the concept of appreciative inquiry, which I also use in my business. But it's a great tool for not just focusing on what's not working, but bringing positive light and energy into a conversation by asking what's working really well and how could it be even better. Um, The choice word, you know, a lot of times we as as women in particular, men do it too, but we we should on ourselves. You no, know, I should have done this. I should have done that. We self-talk ourselves into a negative space. Whereas if we swapped out that word should for could, it sounds very similar, but it has a world of difference. Instead of being this negative undertone of obligation, I'm doing it for someone else because I didn't want to, but I feel like I have to. You can step into choice. I'm choosing. I could do this. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I could, but it has this whole energy of lightness. So I'm bringing in my level two Reiki training as well with some EQI and some language to really put the focus on what matters. Because when we say to ourselves, you know, our own self-talk, I am, you know, as you know, uh, Anita, those are two of the most powerful words in the universe. Because whatever follows that, the universe higher consciousness will hear you. Oh, okay. That's what you want. So it's very, very smart to put the focus on the positive language and what it is that you really do want. I am dot, 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 be clear on it. Right. I love that. Okay. Um, So the gratitude practice, I am grateful for. Yeah. Um, And the appreciative inquiry. I like that. So is that some, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? The appreciative, appreciative inquiry. 
Yeah, um, it's actually a, a concept. I used two out of the four questions that David Cooperwriter originally developed in his work around appreciative inquiry. And I used two. And then I sort of coined, because they're more in, in the sales realm, I coined them as the ask method, mm. appreciative sales kinetics. So ask is about appreciating what's working really well already. Mm. And, and then the... Um, the sales part is when you're having a conversation with a potential client, instead of diving into, you know, traditionally what we're taught, tell me about your biggest problem, what's keeping you up at night. Well, who wants to talk about that? You literally see the energy drain right out of right. people um, mm. because they've made a bad decision six months ago and now it's biting them in the butt. So why start there? Why not start with what's working really well in your business? And people are so excited. They're happy to share how could it be even better? I ask. So right. that's the inquiry part, right? Appreciate what is, inquire what uh, could be. How could it be even better? Oh, and they tell you again. You know, mostly they'll tell you about you know what's coming up in the next year. And then I will say, hmm, that's so interesting. Can I share a little bit about what I do? Because I think that together we might be able to co-create something to help you even reach your goals faster. Nobody ever says no, Anita, because why would they? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about a possible maybe co-creating right and so it's appreciative sales kinetics so we're connecting and co-creating together through those two questions what's working well how could it be even better and if you are leading a team if you're in the corporate arena and you're listening to this um, same thing works instead of going into a business meeting or a, a sales or a team meeting you know Tell me about all the projects that went wrong last week or what issues did we have with clients? Well, why start there when everyone now is like pointing fingers at each other? Yeah. They don't want to take the blame for something. What worked really well? How could it be even better? How could it be even better invites a conversation about maybe some things that weren't working well that we could do better, right. but you don't have to put the spotlight on the negative. Yeah, I love that because it's it's um, creates inspired action as well because it, it's raising your vibration, getting you excited about the possibilities instead of lowering your vibration about thinking about what's not working, where where did we go wrong, why do we yeah. suck? We're looking at where we can go and how cool things are right now, what's working and what we can do to continue to grow in that direction. I really love that. It's just that it's a slight little mental shift that can have a profound difference in how yeah. we view how we view the world and that that the inspired action part that I, I really like because it moves you into that space to be creative and further your goals. So very, very cool. Okay, I love that. I love that. Appreciative inquiry. Thank you for elaborating on that. And then the third piece, um, so gratitude, appreciative inquiry and choice, choosing uh, to use the word could instead of should. Yeah. Brilliant. It, again, really simple. Because it's that the word should is a judgment word, isn't it? And the word could is a possibility word. It's open and light versus heavy and judgmental. And if you combine it, um, you know, I should have done this. Or if you're in, a, in again, in a meeting with others and we use the word why, you know, why did this happen? Right away, it gets people's backs up. Right? Yeah. So. So instead of saying why, you know, why did this happen? You know, you could also use how, you know, I'm curious, you know, soften it a bit. I'm curious. How yeah. did we get to this point? Yeah. Um, is much better than saying why. And if you say, why did you in the same sentence? Yeah. That's a real downer. 
Like <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll literally see people, you know, the hair on the back of their neck is standing up and they're getting defensive. Yeah. So two other words to take out of as many sentences as you can. Why? And yeah. you, especially together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really, really interesting. Okay. So I think, I feel like you've already answered part of this question. Um, can you give us a few more examples of using powerful language um, mm-hmm. from, from your book? Absolutely. So um, we talked about should. Um, the other thing is fine. Fine? Like I'm fine? fine? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, really? I mean, is that, the, is that the very best you can do? Um, how about, like, my, my husband does this at the grocery store. You know, the checkout lady is, oh, how are you today? You know, she asks the same question. Did you find everything? You know, yeah. and he will, like, bounce to the chill and say, I'm fantabulous today. And they go, whoa, <laughs> because it's so unexpected, right? Yeah. So how about thinking in the morning of what your future state you want to be in, and I do this with one of my colleagues, um, her work, her body of work is about future activations, Jennifer Huff. And um, how about if we said, I felt X, Y, Z today. Like what is, you know, fill, fill in the blank. I felt joyful. I felt excited. I felt exhilarated. I felt brilliant. You know, I felt whatever it might be, but don't use the word fine. I mean, if it's fine China, maybe, but it's got to be something better than fine to really articulate how you're feeling today. And you'll be amazed at the difference. It shakes people up and it engages them. Yeah, absolutely. Why past tense? Why not uh, use future tense or, or present tense even? I am fine. Or I, no, not fine. I am brilliant. I am awesome. I am, instead of I felt, does it make a difference? It does make a difference because in, in Jennifer's work, which is uh, straight out of her book, um, Unstuck, which is all about the science and physics of flow, when we future activate by going to the end of the day and saying, you know, I'm already at my end of my day and here's what happened, oh. we're opening up a different energetic portal to connect with the things that are already happening out there on a different uh, she calls them she calls them spirals because the world is always moving, right? Um, so you're telling the universe how you wanted to feel in advance. That's really interesting. I've never heard that before. I've always uh, and yeah. I've, the work I've I currently do has always been in the present tense. You know, like I am feeling this way. I am so grateful. I am right now, as opposed to. I felt I was, I... Why not do both? Yeah, why not? I I like this idea, though, the future activity. And then during the day, you can say, I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Try both. Let me know what happens. Okay. Okay. And I do like this idea, too, of um, responding to that uh, question, how are you today? Instead of saying, I'm fine. I've got a girlfriend that she always says, I'm awesome. I love it. Like, I I turn to her all the time when I I need a ray of sunshine in my life because she's always just beaming this joy and this awesomeness that I want to be around. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I'm actually in the process of doing some inner work 
with my healer right now and looking at uh, you know some of the synonyms on words that describe me you know creative beautiful powerful um and i've you know i've come up with some really cool words eloquent is one of my favorites <laughs> for example and there's so many words i mean the webster's dictionary added 690 new words last year wow <laughs> one of which being boss girl just saying <laughs> um so why not step into pick a new word and really describe how you're feeling? And if you're sad that day, maybe it's okay to say, I'm feeling sad and I could really use your support. Yeah. That's why powerful not? too, isn't it? Yeah. It being is authentic. It's yes. being in your own integrity, which is so attractive, especially mm-hmm. if we're in business, um, to be in that full body experience and being, um, yeah, showing up authentically. Yeah. Life, life isn't rosy all the time. Yeah. We get, you know, as my other my co- past coach says, you know, you get a gift wrapped in sandpaper. You know, if our life was rosy all the time, instead of having these peaks and valleys of great stuff, and then oh shoot, now what? Yeah. Right? It would be like yeah, I think they call that boring. Flatlining. <laughs> flatlining. Yeah. <gasps> boring. Yeah, we have to remind ourselves of that sometimes, right? <laughs> Especially we're, when we're in those valleys. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. All right. So I understand that your son was on the Dragon's Den. Can you tell us a little bit about how he used the power of words to get him on that show? Yes. He is a special needs child. So he's uh, he's now 28. Um, this is going back to when he was around 20. So he came running into me one day. Mom, mom, I need a credit card. Okay, a sign of financial independence because he's he's got a social age of about six, seven. So, oh, tell me more. What do you need it for? I want to buy a kid a smile, he says. Oh. He says, okay, tell me more. Don't get it. Pulls me into the living room and he's watching an Operation Smile Telethon where they're raising money to have kids in poor countries have a cleft palate surgery so they can actually go from having a big hole in their face often to being able to smile again and actually go to school, not be hidden in the, you know, hidden at home, not be embarrassed by their parents or their kids, uh, their siblings, and actually have a life because they can smile. And he got fed up when he couldn't get a card right away because nobody knows what to do at the bank with um, a special needs application for someone who's not working. He's not your average person. So it took forever and he was getting upset. He's, mom, I'm going to I'm going to sell my paintings and I'm going to raise money that way. So that's what we set out to do. So I told the story to one of my girlfriends and she was crying. Mm. And I was like, "Okay, this has got to get further out to the world this is beautiful Uh, it made me choke up telling people about it but I got him on global tv and then he said he got that buzz of oh now I'm famous (laughs) he said I want to be on Dragon's Den so it wasn't a um a second level pitch on tv it was a first level pitch but you know what they only normally give you three minutes and he had 11 minutes before they said okay Alex it's time for us to deliberate (laughs) and (laughs) He bought his paintings, he bought his banner, and the concept was that if we could just get him some Toastmaster training, he would be able to go out to schools and talk about his message um, for kids 6 to 12, that basically, you know, this is what I'm doing as a special needs person. I've already paid for five surgeries. Wow, that's incredible. By selling my paintings. So what could you do 
as a regular person? What are you up to in the, your spare time? Mm. And we had some medical challenges. We didn't get the Toastmasters training finished. That's a still a, you know, a future a dream. But the power of the words, especially the one word smile, I mean, it's a universal language. You go to another country, you smile at someone, they smile back, right? Powerful. Very powerful. What a lovely story. Very inspiring. So mm-hmm. really cool. And I imagine you you coached him on on uh, how to make his presentation to with the Dragon's Den and well yep. done. Very yep. cool. He was he was um, so excited to you know he has a book right his book was out before my book because I put <laughs> it together for him. It's kind of like a catalog of his top twelve uh, prints, and he um, yeah he was showing them. And he wasn't just, you know, talking about it. He was showing them. And even though it wasn't really an investable idea, the concept of going out to schools and doing training and charging for it, I mean, there was an element there of it. It wasn't just a a not-for-profit kind of charity. It was an actual business. So that's still in the future. We'll see if we get his medication stabilized enough to not be having a seizure doing the presentation. Well, well, I wish him the best of luck with that. It sounds like a, a really beautiful opportunity to make a difference in the world. And I love that that he's um, being proactive with that. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing sharing that story. So do you have a method or a practice that people can use to develop their inner confidence so they can better express themselves? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously the book is one tool, right? Because it talks about 40 different words and word concepts to help women to ask for what they want and get it. And each of those words comes with an action item section at the end. So you can really, okay, now you've got your awareness up. You can really step into, I'm going to take this on this week and I'm going to pay attention to how many times do I use the word should? How many times do I use the word but? How do I? How many times do I use the word could instead um, or appreciate, for example, or gratitude and start monitoring that. So in the morning, when I was writing the book in particular, which took, you know, six months, no, nine months to write and then another nine months to edit, re-edit, edit, proof, edit, get it out. So two years in total of my, of my life. Um, the concept was get up at five, do 20 minutes of meditation and then do my gratitudes, do my journaling, my visualization, and then start writing. So by that time, I was already in the the zone mm-hmm. of being able to really easily download what are the 40 top words that I want to put in. I actually had 52 initially. I was going to follow sort of Gretchen Rubin, uh, Grub- Gretchen? Gretchen Rubens. Right, right, right. Two words, you know, one word for every week. And then my editor said, it's getting way too long. It's like, almost 300 pages stop <laughs> I said, okay well 40 days and 40 nights you know that's all about change you know let's do 40 words yeah. um, instead and so when you're in that conscious connected state and again I don't know you know I'm not religious with a specific religion but I am spiritual mm-hmm. when you're in that state of gratitude things just flow Because you don't need to think so hard about it. You're just naturally connected with higher consciousness. So although I claim to be the best-selling author of this book, it really was a download. 
and it uh, it came through very easily. I, I never had writer's block. So okay. doing that every morning and start at five because you'll get a head start on the rest of the world and you'll get so much more done because no one else, you know, no one in my family was up until 6.30. So I had my whole half hour of getting ready, my prep, my ritual, and then an hour of writing every day. And it went so smoothly. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a beautiful practice. And uh, it takes a discipline and commitment to self to uh, implement that practice. Mm-hmm. So well done. I love that. Um, very cool. So uh, do you continue to have a, like a daily um, spiritual practice now that the book is written? You're still start this your morning at 5 a.m. You do uh, your meditation, your um, gratitude practice, and then do some writing. Yeah. Meditation, gratitudes, and then um, as I said, with working with Jennifer, I'm now doing this this future activation okay. and uh, actually texting it to one of my accountability partners. So we're keeping each other um, focused on where we want it to be. My particular um, focus right now, um, I've realized through doing that is a lot of my, uh, at the end of my day, my future activations are task oriented so i'm really trying to no i'm not trying i am (laughs) i am stepping into much more of the feeling emotional piece of it because that's where the vibrations really matter when you're feeling it already much like you feel gratitude at such a high level you're not just saying i'm grateful for having my legs you know you're really feeling into it right it makes again it makes a difference to how you connect with your own your integrity and show up whole and solid so if you're grounded before you you know i had some reiki in as well now so if you're grounded before you start your day it's a lot less likely that anyone else is going to come along with some emergency and knock you off balance right right that's my current project is shoring up my own foundation i've had some stuff happen in the summer and really put the focus on get that really rock solid foundation back and uh, continue to build on it this fall. Yeah. And you become unshakable when you have that, uh, that kind of foundation. Yes. Yeah. I like that you stopped yourself in saying the word um, I'm trying. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like I, I've heard before that that's a word that we should eliminate from our, our vocabulary. Well, I think it, you know, it got famous in Star Wars, right? Yoda, you know. Was <laughs> that where it started? Do, do or not do. It's the same concept, yeah. right? Don't try. Just do it. Like make the commitment you're going to do it and you're in. You're all in. Because so, if you give a half-hearted kind of, well, well I'm going to do my best. Right. You know, it gives you an out and it doesn't hold us to the highest standard. Okay. And I think that today, integrity is one of those things. You've either got it or you haven't. Yeah. There's no half measure. You know, my, actually, my old one of my previous corporate roles, they had a checkbox on the performance review. And it was like, on a one to 10 scale, how much integrity does this person have? It's like, no, you either have it or you don't. <laughs> There's no scale here. Yeah, so too. So true. Um, so trying is really a disempowered word so we want to just let, let's not let's not try let's just do let's take the word out of our our vocabulary and just yeah. do. okay make cool. the commitment to yourself this is yeah. important enough for me to put it as a priority in my day yeah. and i'm doing it yeah. just decide i'm doing it i'm doing it 
And it takes it takes a lot less effort to just get on and do it than it does to come up with a whole bunch of excuses as to why you're not doing it. It's so true. So true. Good. I, I also want to just present one little thing that you said um, about uh, tracking your your words. I, I read somewhere recently that if we don't track it, we can't change it. And I thought that was really interesting. So do you recommend that uh, that your clients, do they keep a, like a, a journal or something to just recognize and, and note down when they're when there's when they're saying certain things or like, how do you track the words? Is it just a mental awareness or is it a better, is there a system to better capture and understand how we're using our words? Right. Well, the book um, was a bestseller overnight in 2018 and it continues to be a bestseller. Awesome. So um, it's now plus two years to write it. So it's now seven years that I've been practicing this. Yeah. So even though once in a while, I'm human, right? I say something and then i like, oh, no, take that back. <laughs> Very quickly, try. No, and I'm not trying. Take that back. Um, the uh, concept of journaling, though, is so, so important because as a coach, executive coach, I know that unless you are aware of something, you're not going to make a change. You know, you're unconscious to it. Once we become aware of it, then we go, oh, put that on the spotlight, I'm ready to make a change. I've noticed it. I don't like it. I want to do better. I'm ready to make a change. I want more. I want something more. So when you're, whether you're tracking it in your journal or in the case of Jennifer's work, it's more about evidence, right? So you're putting out there at the end of the day um, how you want to have seen your day unfold. And then it's very easy to go back and say, well, this happened and this happened. Oh, um, there was some things that showed up that were unexpected. Oh, I got a parking spot right by the door. Oh, I got an invitation to speak at the conference. I got um, uh, a picket up a, a lotto ticket it, and it paid out, you know, whatever it might be. So yes, once you've put that future system mm. together, then it is worth having the evidence uh, tracked. Right. Okay. It's worth tracking the results of I've been using, I've been taking the word just out of my vocabulary and look what's happening because when I say oh I just want to blah 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 it sounds so much weaker than if I do it and for women it makes something sound really small and insignificant well no woman is small and insignificant no matter who you are you have something to offer you're here on the planet for a reason you got chosen to become on the come on the planet now because you're here to do something what is it? So just is another word that is in the book that I say, take it right out. Take it right out. It's not just you doing it. I love that. Very empowering. What beautiful words. Thank you. <laughs> and I use just way too much. I, I, I've started uh, taking it out of, I write it a lot and I'm like, oh, that's not, I'm taking that out. And really, for some reason is another word that I find it feels diminishing now, really and just. Oh, well, God. really, really sounds like a filler word. Yeah. It's like amazing. You know, everything is amazing nowadays. Well, what other word could we use so that it really is descriptive yeah. and more original yeah. than, than amazing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've got this scale now of everything is hyped up and everything is amazing. Well, no, not everything is amazing. 
So what other word could we use? Yeah. And again, there's so many beautiful words in the dictionary. Looking at this exercise I've just been doing this week, you know, um, I, I learned of a whole bunch of synonyms for the word beautiful that I didn't know even existed. I had to look them up. <laughs> and I, and I, I read a lot. So <laughs> awesome. yeah. well done. All right. I believe you have a, a free gift that you wanted to give to our listeners today. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, I carved off three chapters from my best-selling book. And one of the chapters is actually chapter eight, which is when no words are even required. Mm-hmm. So the best um, words are in the book. And then in chapter eight, it talks about things like silence and the power pause and when to use that, how to use your intentional energy, how to use your wardrobe so that, you know, when you show up, if you're a woman in business, like always wear a jacket with a collar, right? It's like going to the golf course. You don't see people in round neck t-shirts. They have collars on the shirts. That's part of the standard because it raises the bar. And for women, you can always take the jacket off once you get going, but it just sets that tone that says, I'm not someone you want to mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm showing up. I'm in control. I'm in charge. I have the authority, have the credibility, listen up. And that's just by wearing a jacket with a collar, whether it's a you know a little mandarin collar or a lapel collar. Um, and then also, you know, having high contrast as well. You watch politicians, they usually have, you know, like a dark suit and a white or a light shirt. And it's very high contrast. Again, that says authority. So there's a whole um um group of words and tools that are in the you know the wardrobe and image for advancement in your career um and the, and that is is three chapters it's done as a pdf download and then obviously if you want you know if you want the rest of the book it is available on amazon it's uh, available as a ebook and also as a audiobook on or sound as well Awesome. Wonderful. Thanks, Yvonne. And how, if somebody wanted to reach out and find out more about your coaching services or the work that you do, how is the best way for them to learn more about you? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn for sure. And and just reach out and say hi, you know, send a connect note, Yvonne E.L. Silver. Um, You can also find out a lot more about what I'm up to on my website, which is YvonneSilver.com. Com and uh, certainly happy, especially if it's you know colleagues of yours or people that are in your community. Um, I work specifically with women, women entrepreneurs who are seeking to flourish. Uh, once in a while, I have a male client, usually their referral. But a lot of the principles in the book, download the the three the three capture three chapter excerpt because a lot of the words are universal. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. They're power words and concepts like appreciative inquiry. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female, you can still be using that concept. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time with us today, Yvonne. Some really wonderful words of wisdom in, uh, in this conversation. And we will share your contact information in the, the, the show notes and a link to where they can get that, uh, that download. So thank you for that. And Joyful Journeyer, if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate it, uh, write a review or share it with somebody. Let, uh, let's spread the love. Let, uh, let's, Let's uh, get the word out about all these great uh, things people are doing in the world. And Yvonne's work is worth sharing. So thank you. All right. And with that, we will catch you next time, Joyful Journey. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. 
If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.